Welcome to my mommy's podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Valley. If you have not tried these, they're awesome. They make grass-fed, naturally fermented beef and now pastured turkey sticks that are high in protein and nutrients and also a good source of probiotics because they're naturally fermented and they're shelf-stable so you don't have to keep them refrigerated. We bring these along whenever we travel and our kids love them all the time as part of an on-the-go meal. I bring them whenever I travel because they've saved me so many times from airport food. And Wellness Mama listeners can get 20% off of any order at wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash paleo valley, all one word. Wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash paleo valley. This podcast is brought to you by Four Sigmatic. My kitchen is always stocked with their coffee mushroom blends, their matcha mix, and their straight mushroom drinks. Four Sigmatic has figured out how to get the benefits of mushrooms like chaga, lion's mane, cordyceps, and reishi into delicious instant drinks. My current favorite is their their adaptogen coffee blend that has Tulsi and astragalus, but I love all of their products. They have options with or without caffeine, so if you're not a caffeine person, you can find products that you'll love. Um, And I find that even their coffee blends that do contain caffeine have less than a normal cup of coffee, but don't let this fool you. I have found I get so much more focus and mental clarity from these mushroom blends than I do from regular coffee and without the jitters. The addition of the mushrooms, which are considered nootropics, meaning that they are good for the brain, makes these superfood blends more effective and much healthier than just regular old coffee. I love them with a dash of macadamia milk personally. I also love that many of their drink mixes are instant and packaged into individual servings, so they're perfect for travel or on the go. If you're listening to this, then you can get a special offer just for listeners of this podcast by going to wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash f-o-u-r dash s-i-g-m-a-t-i-c. That's wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash four dash sigmatic. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Moms Podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com and you're going to love today's episode because I'm here with Andy Nilo who developed a skincare brand that I have been loving recently. It's called Alatour Naturals and he ha- basically we're going to talk about his story but he had a near-death experience that led him to create this amazing company and I don't want to spoil his story but Andy welcome and thanks for being here. Katie thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Big fan. Oh, thank you. Likewise. And I'd love if you could start there because I kind of feel like I can't leave it hanging there. Um, Tell us your story because it's truly an amazing story. I've heard it from you, but I'd love to hear it if you could explain it to everybody. Sure. No, thank you for asking. It's, see, March 20th, 2011, I was hit by a westbound heading vehicle that uh, hit me into the eastbound lane here in Los Angeles, California. Um, I lost consciousness. I, uh, yeah, woke up at a in, I, in an ICU bed here at Cedar Sinai Hospital with uh, a compound fracture of my jaw, which means it was, you know, the, the bone was sticking through the bottom of my chin. And I had seven broken ribs, a collapsed lung, and just woke up in, a, in an absolute daze, not, not knowing what happened, uh, where I was. And luckily, I quickly found out the severity of, uh, you know, what, what had happened. And I just, you know, I just, uh, I took it upon myself as soon as I went home just to research ingredients, extracts, oils, uh, butters, clays, you name it. I mean, I just didn't want to use anything that my my surgeons, bless their heart, they put me back together and, you know, I, I had a titanium plate inserted up top and then one on the bottom. 
of my uh, the left side of my face, and I'm, I'm very grateful for that. But I, I just didn't want to use the the uh, the serums and the creams that they were they were recommending that I use to counteract the scarring and the the abrasions that I had from the accident. So I, I pretty much just you know used myself as my biggest science experiment. I didn't want to go outside. My jaw was wired shut. My teeth were nubs. My front three teeth uh, from a point of impact uh, were completely gone. Um, and I just uh, I it was I I was very depleted of vital nutrition that I needed to rebuild my system from the inside out. But also to uh, topically, I began experimenting with things like colostrum, uh, manuka honey, different uh, different extracts, oils, and and came up with this concoction out of my out of a little small single bedroom apartment in North Hollywood, California. And it's pretty crazy how it's uh, it's turned into a full on line now, which we now have 14 products, but it was just, you know, I used myself just as a, like I said, is, is a, is a little beta tester for these, these creams and these uh, potions, so to speak, that I was making just, just to help regenerate my, my, my skin from not only from the inside out, from what I was the smoothies that I, were, that I was making, but also uh, the, the Alateric clay mask, which is pretty much my original signature product that has now led to Alatur Naturals being where it is, which is, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. And I feel like it's also important to highlight, because having heard your story myself, that you are also a former model and high-level athlete. So it's not like you were just, you actually had a reason for wanting to make sure that you didn't have scarring because you made a living partially from your appearance. Is that right, if I'm remembering the story correctly? No, that's correct. I, yeah, I was, I was a working model and actor up until then, and I definitely put that on hold for quite a, Quite a while, I was told I'd, I'd never work again, and I understood that. I mean, I was really banged up and from head to toe, but I just I kind of used it as a as a you know a driving force to get back to to in better health, physical and mental shape that I, that I was before the accident. And that was my that was my goal. I actually had a a job booked for Macy's up in San Francisco, which I never told my agent about uh, the accident in San Francisco, and so. I pretty much made that my goal to to make that job for Macy's and it, which was right around I think it was about seven or eight weeks after the accident and I figured you know if I wasn't ready I'd call them that Monday and go hey look I can't make it and they would replace me but because the job was on a Saturday but what I did was uh, yeah I mean I, luckily I got my wires taken out that Thursday got my teeth cleaned and repaired that Friday and then was able to make the job that Saturday. But I, it was, and I swear it's because I just stayed on top of this routine of really, you know, reconditioning my skin and uh, feeding that freshly exfoliated area with really rich, uh, nutrient dense ingredients. But just from an absolute holistic green beauty standpoint of just staying away from toxic chemicals and staying away from harsh preservatives and things that don't serve the skin, right? I mean, things like, uh, you know, artificial fragrances and, uh, alcohol like really intense toxic ingredients that uh you know provide no benefit fragrances i mean i could go on and on and on about the diluted toxic ingredient decks of you know all natural skincare products these days and so i just you know kind of just made my own yeah that's awesome and i right there with you i think a lot of times people still turn to the like really toxic skincare stuff because i think that's the only thing that's going to work and there certainly i think can be a reputation that maybe the natural stuff doesn't work as well um but having met you in person i like it, you don't look like you have any scarring whatsoever it's amazing um so i'm curious first of all how long did your full recovery take and also i think this gives a lot of hope to people who maybe just have like acne scars or something much less 
much less that they're trying to heal. But how long did that recovery process take for you from until you felt like your skin was more normal again? Well, I actually, so I stayed on top of that routine of doing the mask every other day and then feeding it, which is now my night cream. But I was, I was making this little paste uh, in my, and just out of a cast iron pan of um, just, so that little routine, uh, I would probably do that, yeah, three, four, sometimes five times a week for about a year. But yeah, a year to the day, uh, March 20, 2012, I actually shot for Entertainment Weekly. Uh, for so I was back in the industry, it made me feel good. But I mean, technically, I was back pretty quickly because I was saying, you know, I was really implementing the importance of nutrition and skincare uh, in my recovery. But you know, things that people don't see, like my, you know, I severed a nerve on the left side of my face, which uh, holds all communication from the brain to the facial muscles and tissues and receptors all around that area. So I, I'm still going through that. It's still, it's kind of like I have a little Novocaine on my lip. Uh, I, it's still numb. It's a little fuzzy in some areas, but basically what I'm saying is I'm still going through a little, you know, a little bit of a recovery in that area, but I'm very grateful. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, I didn't have any damage to my uh, knees or elbows. So I was able to walk and eventually able to run and work out and get a lot of circulation uh, flowing from head to toe. And that made me feel good. And just, just being able to exercise and just kind of get those little victories of, Hey, look, you know, and also, um, you know, Hey, look, I'm alive, but also that, I mean, that perspective really drove me through. I mean, people don't survive accidents like that and I'm, I'm very lucky to be here, but it's, uh, it's been a, it's been a battle. Um, but I, uh, yeah, just staying on top of just gratitude and, you know, perspective have been the main, main, uh, keys for my uh, recovery for sure. Yeah, I think that's a huge point for sure. And I'd love if you could take us through some of the ingredients because I've used the mask and it's amazing, but it has quite a few of them. So how did you start combining all of those particular ingredients and what kind of led to that combination that now exists? Sure. So what I never uh, divulged to my friends in the industry is I was doing a clay mask before the accident just to help uh, you know refresh my appearance before photo shoots, auditions, castings, things like that. You know, if I could control my appearance before going into those, I would do it, you know, because you do everything you can to stand out. And I wanted to like create as much circulation to the surface of the skin and blood flow and a nice brightened, uh, radiant appearance. So I was doing that before, but then after the, so I probably had the Russell Kaolin, I think it was bentonite and uh, kelp powder mask before the accident. But then after the accident, my, that research into certain ingredients and growth factor rich ingredients like the first six hour milky and grass fed colostrum that I use. It's incredible to hit that area with those IGF one growth factors uh, internally and externally. I mean, so that was one that I had to have. I found freshwater pearl powder that the geishas have been using for centuries to create a very smooth, even skin tone. So, you know, things like eradicating sunspots and, and just mitigating acne scars, it's amazing for that. And it has a very high calcium content, but it has a mild bleaching effect to it as well. So that was on there. I knew I had to have that. The American ginseng is another one that I was just playing around with internally. Well, I've been taking internally, but I found uh, through an herbalist that I met with, uh, George from Jing Herbs. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Jing Herbs. Yeah, I am. I've heard of them. Yeah. So he, he was really helpful in my recovery because my jaw was wired shut. So I had to, I, you know, I took this morning tonic that really helped build my system from an Ayurveda standpoint from reducing inflammation and really building my blood and circulating that blood. But I felt that he told me that the, the people that handle ginseng, uh, just for some reason, their hands weren't wrinkling. And so I just began to experiment with that. 
on its own. So what I what I would do is I would isolate each ingredient, which is now it now has nine ingredients. There's eyelight, Russell, kaolin, bentonite, ascorbic acid, which is a very high potency form of vitamin C, uh, the freshwater pearl powder, American ginseng, organic cow powder, and of course uh, the grass fed colostrum. I mean, this the thing is, I would experiment with several. Hmm, not several, I mean, dozens of different ingredients and a lot of things didn't work. There were, but it, it just became my little creative outlet. I mean, I would study spa treatments. I would, iso- I would source the ingredients. I would have conversations over the phone with people. I would, you know, it's just when you become obsessed with your recovery and, and you're extremely passionate about finding, you know, out of, purely out of necessity, just finding the best ingredients and for yourself, I mean, you'll go to no length. I mean, every, every length possible to just researching and sourcing ingredients, which I would mix together in a bowl. I would eyeball it at first. And then when it, when it started to kind of, when the word started to spread throughout, um, you know, the Los Angeles area through friends of mine in the industry who saw me in the ICU and were completely blown away just within a matter of weeks with uh, my appearance where the swelling had gone down significantly, the abrasions were gone and the, uh, and the scarring had been significantly reduced through, I believe, just hitting my skin from the from the inside out, and then it just um, and then I had to fine tune it. I would beta test uh, by going around the Los Angeles area, testing on friends, and I never had an intention to start a business. I just I just it was my little creative outlet. I wanted to just hear what people thought, and if people thought that it was as effective as I did, and the uh, the word began to spread, and people became addicted to this mask. I mean, I didn't even have a website. I didn't. I wasn't charging people. It was just purely for the love and, and just, it was, uh, it was like a, you know, creating a meal for people or creating, you know, painting a picture. It was just a pure, purely, uh, you know, created for that. And then I realized, you know, through fine tuning and taking out a little bit of the kelp powder that, you know, cause it's earthy when combined with a little apple cider vinegar, but I knew I had something people, I, people needed it. people. I mean, I, so I was just driving around a little backpack, a wooden bowl and some essential oils and some apple cider vinegar. And I was making this mask for about a year and a half. And then um, uh, a friend of mine who owns a med spa in San Diego took my uh, my my mask on as a as a the mineral dense nutrient rich uh, clay mask. It still didn't have a name, but that was a victory in its in itself. And I, from that point on, I, I knew I had something. And and ultimately, Dave Asprey uh, partnered up with me and took my product on as his first bulletproof approved skincare uh, treatment. And that really. Uh, took us to uh, another level because you you know I was reached is just incredible so yeah it's been it's been great just with that intention uh attention to just pure food grade nutrient dense ingredients I mean you, you really want to treat your skin like another mouth it just made sense to me at the time and it and it still you know to this day holds true and I, I that's how we we form and uh, we formulate our products and that's how we build our brand with that intention. That's what Alatura means. It's Latin for feeding and nourishing. And I really feel like that's what we have to do. And we're lacking in a lot of skincare products these days. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I love like, I feel like you've solved a lot of the skincare problems because I've made a lot of my own skincare products for a long time. And vitamin C is a tricky one because if it gets wet or if it's like in a solution like that, it tends to lose its effectiveness very quickly. So by keeping it in a powder until someone mixes it up, I feel like that's a brilliant way that they're still getting the benefits of vitamin C, it's not oxidizing too quickly then. Exactly. No, that's a really good point. And I wanted to keep it in powder form for that reason. I didn't want to preserve it with anything harsh that was going to dilute the actual concentration of the form. And also it gives the customer to kind of enjoy the, the you know, a spa experience and customize it to their own, 
uh, skin needs, whether it's uh, spot treating it with something, say, uh, tea tree oil for maybe a little uh, act or a little acne or pimple uh, blemish, but also conditioning and a little aromatherapy that you get from things like lemongrass and sweet orange oil. Clary sage has been great. Sea buckthorn. I mean, it's just great. I mean, so that's that's the thing though. It's it's just um, it's 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 keeping that potency of the formula intact. Yeah, and I've I usually use just lavender. I'm pretty boring, I guess. But one trick I found: I keep um, a glass bowl and a natural brush, a natural bristle brush, in my bathroom, so I can just mix up the mask and then like brush it on. I just feel like it goes on easier that way. So that's a trick. And it could, with any mask that I always tell people, just keep a brush, like a paintbrush almost, to put it on. Right. That that's a great idea. Have you ever used a derma roller? I have. I actually got one from you, and I love it. It's amazing. But yeah, can you explain what it is and what it does? Nice. Okay. See, it's becoming a, a really hot item right now because micro needling is so expensive and, and you can get, uh, you know, arguably similar results just out of the comfort of your own home. I mean, they're what we use a really uh, pristine titanium needles. We use a 600 needle head where if you're just uh, 0.25 millimeters, 0.50 millimeter, and then we have a one, uh, 100 millimeter roller where it's it's kind of like we use this example of aerating your lawn, right? And so if you're just opening up that surface of the dermis and you're able to escort the nutrients and the really rich ingredients of whatever you put on it afterwards and really increase absorption past that dermal layer. And a lot of people don't realize that in, in it's you're maximizing the benefits of, say, the clay mask or the serum or the night cream, whereas you're really getting that getting past that initial dermal layer and drastically in, in, you know, increasing the performance of a mask. And so if you, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can attest to that. It's, and you can apply less pressure, test it out on your arm before. I mean, it's really not 0.25. It's a, it's a beginner stage. And my mom, uh, tried it, my mom tried it out for the first time recently and she was a little in, you know, intimidated by it, but she was blown away by the results after. I mean, the mask or the, the derm roller mask serum night cream treatment is something I get excited about it. I mean, because it's just undeniably effective. And I just know the results uh, every single time. It's extremely consistent and effective. Yeah, I want to get into some of the other products. But first, I want to go a little deeper because, um, like I said, I think skincare is probably one of the harder ones to switch is to make to natural living for people. Um, just because there's the perception that maybe it doesn't work as well. But also, there's a lot of really good marketing that goes behind, I think, a lot of skincare products. But having done research on it myself, I know that a lot of the ingredients are not only not as effective, but they're also really harmful. So I'd love if you could kind of detail some of the things, the problems with traditional skincare that exists right now and some things people may want to be wary of if they're still using that kind of skincare. Right. I mean, so if you go into Whole Foods and, and it, you sometimes people think that, oh, if it's in Whole Foods, it's great and it's all natural. It says it's all natural, but you read on the ingredient decks and you find the sodium lauryl sulfate and you find certain harsh preservatives like potassium sorbate, sodium benzoate, phenoxyethanol, the PEGs, stearates, parabens, uh, several different forms of alcohol, which is extremely drying to the dermis. I mean, all of the, and then the fragrances, the fillers, you're diluting the ingredient decks because of these big corporate uh, needs to just, you know, reach certain margins. I mean, we don't have those. So we're able to to design our products based on that and just based on, uh, you know, just really attention or focusing our attention to bringing the, the most uh, nutrient rich ingredients that we can. So, I mean, I would, you know, there's a very good app called um, Think Dirty. And so they can scan ingredient decks and they, they figure out, they, I think they have a rating system where you're able to 
pinpoint certain ingredients that are questionable. And there are government-recognized carcinogens in all natural products that we're using these days. Now, whether it's laundry detergent, whether it's um, you know, household cleaners, and then, I mean, deodorant, skincare, body washes, hair care. I mean, these are things that dry out and don't, you know, dry out hair follicles. And really, you know, I mean, it's something like that that you're massaging into your scalp and that close to your brain. That's scary stuff. And so what we, what our mission is, is just to clean out that, the, uh, you know, the, the ingredient decks and every product that we make. And because if it doesn't serve, you can get such a beautiful scent just from, you know, sandalwood, vanilla. I mean, you name it. Uh, like you said, lavender is beautiful as well. But I just, you know, there are very harsh uh, carcinogenic ingredients in those. Fra- when it says natural fragrance or natural fragrance oils, you get in there and you get the cert- certificate of authenticity and you get into the COAs and the different um, you break down what's in that fragrant oil. You're going to be scared of, uh, you know, the harsh parabens that, that are located in there and in, in, in common fragrances and in makeup that, uh, that a lot of women wear. And so that's something that we really want to make it, uh, our mission to, Hey guys, look at this. This is not, this doesn't serve you. This is actually very counterproductive to your health and your skin being your largest organ. It's going to be absorbed into your bloodstream within seconds. And that's scary. Um, if you're putting on a deodorant that close to, um, you know, your, your breasts, I mean, that's that right there. They, they've derived a lot of breast cancer to the, you know, the application of very toxic deodorant. Have you heard that? Yeah, I have. The research is pretty scary for sure. And I think people don't realize that just because even if it says organic, they still can actually put quite a bit of stuff in it that you wouldn't, if you were just looking at it, think was organic or that would fit an organic product. And then like labels like all natural don't actually mean anything. They can put essentially anything in something and label it natural. Yes. And and another big one is natural flavors. I mean, you see that everywhere. That's, That's a government approved term. That, I mean, you can use mon- that in, in place of monosodium glutamate, which is a, an ingredient that crosses the blood-brain barrier that tells your system that you're that you want more. You know, have you heard that? I mean, that's that's located in so many uh, protein bars. Uh, I've seen it in different, uh, uh, you know, post-workout drinks, pre-workout drinks. I've seen it more and more uh, common in, in ingredient decks. So I, I highly recommend. Um, the listeners out there to, to be wary of that that ingredient as well because the natural flavors is definitely not what it what it uh, what it appears to be and what it sounds like. Yeah, I will echo that for sure. So, um, so the mask was the first one, but now I've tried several of your products. So, what are the other ones you have? Because you have, I think, like serums and night creams and all kinds of stuff. Now, what what led to the development of all of those? Oh man, so it, it was just listening to the customer. They they all wanted to know what to follow up the mask with. And I, you know, I've always been fascinated with bee products. They're so molecularly complex. I mean, scientists are finding out more and more about the the effects of bee products for not only from a healing standpoint. I mean, after my accident, I would apply high grade manuka honey to my scarring area. Uh, I'd make a paste out of colostrum, uh, believe it or not, deer placenta. And manuka honey, and I'd apply it after my mask, and it was something that I would feel activity in that particular area, right on uh, the left side of my face, and it really, I feel like it accelerated the healing of that scar, uh, that scarring area. And so, hitting that with really good active live bee products and getting sourcing those, I knew had to be a base for is, I mean, for that moisturizer uh, that I'm speaking of. And so, I went and I found a 
a really nice, I mean, I probably tried four or five different uh, manufacturers and, and formulators. And I just didn't like the story behind uh, the, the, the products that they were using. They, they said they had honey and sure they had Manuka honey and it was good, but I just, I didn't like the story behind it. I wanted something unique. I wanted, I really found a, my dream scenario where, I, you know, it's this beautiful uh, fa family owned business out of uh, Haleiwa, Hawaii, which is a little small part of uh, North Shore Oahu. And they, they have these, I've been there and, and I actually, uh, you know, I put on the bee suit and I, you know, I heard the story of what they feed their bees and they, they gave them a, a willelaiki flower out in Hawaii. I hope I pronounced that right. But they, they also feed them like they feed off the mangoes, and avocados and almonds and like really nice berries that are uh, grow uh, wild in the area. And it, it produces just an, an amazing live natural product that is, has not been sitting on the, uh, you know, manufacturer shelves for years. I mean, bee, bee products are so amazing for um, just an antibacterial aspect internally, externally. I've just been fascinated with it. So I knew I had to have that as my base for my moisturizer. We started combining that with things like sea buckthorn oil, German uh, blue chamomile for a healing aspect, adding a little royal jelly in there, uh, sandalwood, of course, carrot seed, calendula. And just, you know, it took 22 tweaks to get, but we bottled it in a nice uh, mirror glass, which uh, protects it from the, you know, the, the harsh artificial light that, you know, say if it's on a, a store shelf or it just can't taint my bioactive ingredients. So it's extremely complex and dense, but it, the activity of it's undeniable. And, and it's just, uh, yeah, so that was the moisturizer. And then with, it took a while to create, but just, just listening to what customers wanted. And, and that was our follow-up product to the mask. And then we came out with the night cream, which I, I don't know if you've tried that. I don't know if I've tried the night cream. I think I tried the moisturizer. Yeah, the, the night cream is it's great. Well, it's thicker, you know, and the most important time to really hydrate and recondition the skin is when you sleep. And so I we wanted something that is going to be there so often. I, I, you know, I apply night creams that just absorb and they're gone and I wake up and I'm I don't know. It's it's almost like I, I did a little disservice to my skin. But with with my night cream, we added two different plant derived stem cells, Edelweiss and Gardenia, in a combination of just a really dense base of colostrum, K factor sixteen, manuka honey, and then in a nice essential oil base to to condition and hydrate the skin and stimulate collagen production. And the most important time to do so when you're in one position for for that length of time. And it's there when you. I mean, it's it's it took a while to get the consistency perfectly down, but we really got it, got it to where it's, it's dense and thick and it, and it performs all night. And so we went from, uh, yeah, the mask, the, the, the moisturizer to the night cream. And then into just with the same idea, I build these from scratch. I don't work with predetermined ingredient decks. I don't work with labs. I come up with a non-negotiable list just based on, it's so fun for me. I mean, I love formulating products. That's what I'm put on this earth to do. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm actually, kind of kind of grateful for that accident to happen because it rocked me right into my purpose of where I'm supposed to be so it's it's a lot of fun for me just creating these and just I do take you know I take I listen to uh customer feedback I I, I definitely go out and I, I see what other brands are doing I've picked up a lot of good tips but I've also kind of you know tinkering away at it and, and providing my own little twist to certain things where I've never seen pearl powder used topically until I've until I created it and then the, um, you know, with the mask and then things like the, the colostrum, the nuka honey, ginseng, and then the plant derived stem cells where the plants are, are plants are extremely fascinating where they, they repair themselves on their own. 
you know, if you look at things like um, aloe vera, it just grows so wild and lush and in pretty much every every environment. And that's I mean, aloe is something that is extremely healing for, uh, you know, you see it, you hear it so commonly used for sunburns and things like that. But it's also amazing for hair care, skin care as well. I use it internally in my smoothies for uh, just cleaning out my, my system and helping with digestion and the polysaccharide content really helps with that and just helps for gut health as well. And I think, you know, food and skincare go hand in hand and you really have to treat both and is just going hand in hand with just optimal health. I mean, with the, with the ingredient decks that are so common these days with, you know, just toxins and, and preservatives and with the whole idea of making shelf life the most important thing because it's going to be sitting on these shelves and manufacturers and distribution centers and I just fulfillment centers and things like that. I want to eat nice, fresh food. Right. And so I don't want to, you know, I, I wouldn't uh, eat anything that was heavily preserved or I try to stay away from things that are canned because of that reason. I think skincare should be the same way. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that's a perfect segue because it sounds like as much of your recovery was internal versus external. And it sounds like you have probably also done a ton of research into supporting the skin from the inside out. So I'd love if we could segue into that. What are the things that are part of your daily routine as far as nourishing your skin from the inside? Oh, absolutely. So what I do is I start off with uh, every morning with a nice, uh, I call it just my tonic, right? And so it's uh, just to, you know, really mineralize the system, get the night, reset my adrenals in the morning, the most important time to do so just by mineralizing and uh, clearing out that inflammation through things like bone broth has been great. I add uh, schizandra, turmeric extract, little black pepper for absorption. Uh, a, a lot of Chinese herbs. I'm, I'm a big fan of schizandra, hoshu wu. Uh, let's see, spirulina has been great. Gynostemma, shaga. I do a combination of the uh, adaptogenic and Ayurvedic herbs. With uh, I add amino acids in there to really help circulate those really dense herbs throughout the system. I, uh, I usually put on a mask and then I, I hang upside down my inversion table to really increase, uh, increase the blood flow from head to toe. And so that gets a lot of those that nourishing to my brain and to my head and really kind of just oxygenates my blood and, and gets that circulation going and gets me clicking on, um, on all cylinders early in the morning. And I, I, I do intermittent fasting. And so when I was when my jaw was wired shut in order to get. Uh, optimal, uh, you know, n nutrition in the system by doing that. I just, I would add things like the, I would blend up. I mean, this is something I wouldn't recommend, but I, I, I needed to get proper nutrition and I was blending, you know, bison liver, egg yolks, colostrum, and a bone broth base things, you know, as I said, the, the deer placenta, which is, I know it may sound gross to some people, but it's, it's something a lot, many animals eat their own placenta for that reason. I mean, it's a very, uh, such a nutrient. It's like a, it's nature's multivitamin essentially. So I just, I mean, at that point, Katie, I, I just needed, you know, I, I would try anything. I was losing weight. I was gaunt. I was just down and out, but I rebuilt my system from the inside out. And I would say internally it was just as uh, beneficial for my skin uh, as what I was putting on top of it at a cellular level, just to build those skin cells and accelerate that cell turnover. And uh, ultimately, uh, get me back on my feet as quick as possible. Yeah, I think it's easy to 
to not pay attention to how much what goes internal affects your skin. Like I used to have horrible acne when I was younger and I did everything topical to try to fix it. And it wasn't until I like cleaned up my diet and minimized the dairy and everything that it magically went away by itself. And I think we forget like how big of a connection there is. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Valley. If you have not tried these, they're awesome. They make grass-fed, naturally fermented beef and now pastured turkey sticks that are high in protein and nutrients and also a good source of probiotics because they're naturally fermented and they're shelf-stable so you don't have to keep them refrigerated. We bring these along whenever we travel and our kids love them all the time as part of an on-the-go meal. I bring them whenever I travel because they've saved me so many times from airport food. And Wellness Mama listeners can get 20% off of any order at wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash paleo valley, all one word, wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash paleo valley. This podcast is brought to you by Four Sigmatic. My kitchen is always stocked with their coffee mushroom blends, their matcha mix, and their straight mushroom drinks. Four Sigmatic has figured out how to get the benefits of mushrooms like chaga, lion's mane, cordyceps, and reishi into delicious instant drinks. My current favorite is their, their adaptogen coffee blend that has Tulsi and Astragalus, but I love all of their products. They have options with or without caffeine, so if you're not a caffeine person, you can find products that you'll love. Um, and I find that even their coffee blends that do contain caffeine have less than a normal cup of coffee, but don't let this fool you. I have found I get so much more focus and mental clarity from these mushroom blends than I do from regular coffee and without the jitters. The addition of the mushrooms, which are considered nootropics, meaning that they are good for the brain, makes these superfood blends more effective and much healthier than just regular old coffee. I love them with a dash of macadamia milk personally. I also love that many of their drink mixes are instant and packaged into individual servings, so they're perfect for travel or on the go. If you're listening to this, then you can get a special offer just for listeners of this podcast by going to wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash f-o-u-r dash s-i-g-m-a-t-i-c. That's wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash four dash sigmatic. I will also say, so I will admit that I have eaten my own placenta after giving birth. In fact, um, my friend Heather from Mommy Potamus, I'm going to bust her out. She made me a smoothie with raw placenta after my last baby. Um, but I'm really curious, how did you get deer placenta? That's an unusual one. Yes, it is. Uh, so Ron Tea Garden Herb, or, so Dragon Herbs, are, are you familiar with them? No, I don't think so. Okay, so so Ron Tea Garden has, he has a shop in Santa Monica, and I, he has another one here in Los Angeles on Robertson. And I met with um, the people there. Uh, I met with George from Jing Herbs, I w- and I would just go to the, the Air One Tonic Bar and just soak up all of this information from these really uh, very knowledgeable herbalists and nutritionists. And I just would tinker away and, and kind of try it out on myself and find out what worked. And um, and a lot of things didn't work, believe me. But what what did uh, I, I still do to this day? But yeah, the deer placenta was. It's definitely raising some eyebrows, but I swear it helped build my system from the inside out. That That's amazing that you did it. And I, I definitely know Heather. She's awesome. Um, I met her at the Bulletproof Conference, I think, yeah, this past year, 2017. She's awesome. So, so you ate your own, huh? I did. It's not one of those things I admit very often, but I figured it fit here. Like, um, cause I had encapsulated it before, but just looking at the research, it actually is more potent, obviously raw, like most foods. And, uh, yeah, so I figured it was worth a try. I'll try anything, almost anything once. Yeah. And it's just, you know, there, there's so many, you know, there are so many 
just amazing nutrient dense ingredients that are, are beneficial internally and externally. And it's just, it's, that's the fun part for me is finding out which ones work. And usually, uh, you know, for both, you know, synergistically with, and then just, you know, some, it's like stacking certain ingredients and they, sometimes they, they work together um, and benefit uh, when combined, you know, they maximize the potential when work when combined. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty fascinating process for me. And I, I love just kind of geeking out on, uh, on ingredients and sourcing certain things. I mean, we work with different people out. I mean, I have a, a couple of my ingredients, see the Andoroba, Prakashi, Asai butter, which I'd never seen. I found out of uh, the rainforest. And I mean, it was just it, the, it's, yeah, the, the sourcing of these ingredients is something that it, that's something I take very seriously and just meticulously finding things that other companies haven't found yet or just uh, refuse to use because of high cost. I mean, we don't have the big overhead of other brands. So we're able to, to create what we want every single time. And I, I love doing that. And that's what we're going to continue to do. Well, and I'd love to get into a little specific on your recommendations for a couple of different type of skin scenarios, because the ones I often get the emails about are people who either have wrinkles or dry skin and trying to look younger. And then I also get emails from people who are still struggling with the oily acne type skin or have acne scars. So could you like give some of your tips for both of those skin scenarios, both internal and external? Sure. So I would, you know, with with oily skin types, I would, it depends on what they're, what products they're using. I'd have to look and see if, because sometimes your body will produce excess oil in response to a really drying product. So if they're using something where it is really, you know, you're, you're looking at alcohol in one of their first three ingredients, you know, usually a lot of these products are just, you know, it's caprylic. I don't know if it's caprylic acid or if it's uh, SD ipropyl alcohol, but one of the, usually it's in the top three ingredients, which means it's heavily um, concentrated in that alcohol base. So that is drying in its own right. So I would look in something uh, a little less harsh, a little less drying for that as a as a moisturizer, as a cleanser. You're looking at a lot of these cleansers that have uh, sodium lauryl sulfate, which is extremely drying to the dermis, and then it just causes your body to produce excess oil, which is just really um, you know, extending the problem and increasing that issue in the first place. So I would look at products. If you have dry skin, I would try to remove the foaming cleansers. I would look at something maybe a little bit uh, creamy or a little bit less uh, drying with like a milk cleanser. They're really good. Um, see, gel, like a, a good gel cleanser. We make one. Uh, I like Evan Healy's uh, cleansing milk as well. Obviously, I'm a little biased towards mine, but I mean, that is something that is really uh, important in, in, you know, reducing some of that, that drying effect that the alcohol and the sodium lower sulfate. Um, the second one I would say uh, with acne, you're referring to? Yeah, like with acne or acne scars. I hear people from both of those scenarios. Sure. So uh, that's a tough one. I, one of my uh, assistants used to take Accutane. Same thing. If you, you know, with that and in, in these really harsh drying ingredients that what they do is they just, they just dry out the infection. When you have, a say, a, a, a blemish, a, a pimple or a... Uh, you know, an infection, the whole idea that they, you know, just, they, they kill everything in the system. And then you're just, it's just a constant battle to stay above water of, you know, killing, you know, everything on the, the dermal layer of your skin, but then hydrating it with something that really is, is toxic as well. So I would, I would do something where you're, you, you clean up your, your, your 
your diet. So that, that would be removing, I would say grains, dairy, sugar, um, focus on more of an all natural, it's, you know, plant derived, really good, uh, meats, really good fats, increasing see things like, uh, avocado, uh, grass fed butter. If you do dairy, if not coconut is great as well. Ghee. I mean, I, I love ghee, but just really getting good fats into the system to kind of mitigate some of the the oiliness and in the need for your body to produce that excess oil, which kind of can build up and uh, build up the actual pore size in when combined with a little bit of uh, you know dirt and pollution that we absorb through environments and our daily activities that can enlarge and eventually turn into a blackhead and eventually turn into a blemish that just really is is a nonstop problem. And I think that by doing a mask, you're pulling out those impurities to the surface you're pulling out say i mean we have people that you know it's going to be a little bit of a detox period right so you're pulling out all of those uh you know the years of the toxins and say if you're not eating that well if you're going through certain um stressors and you know personal personal uh stressors as well that that can be very damaging to the skin and increasing uh at a hormonal level but I would say pulling all of that and then just getting on a holistic uh, skincare routine and then also cleaning up diet is just as important for that. And it's it's hard to predict, but uh, doing your best to just mitigate all of those areas, stressors, environmental pollutants, diet, and then the products that you're using, I really feel like that can counteract the, those scenarios. But just spot treating the, uh, certain areas with acne, uh, tea tree oil has been effective. It is very harsh, so with spot treat is great, but I would be, I would use uh, with a carrier oil, say sea buckthorn oil has been very great, uh, very good for that, but also an organic olive oil as well uh, is, is something that can be helpful as a carrier oil to bring that uh, tea tree, uh, the, the tea tree properties as an antibacterial to that acne surface um, in addition to that. That makes sense. Yeah, and I think you're so right that the key really is like addressing the diet and the internal as well. Um, and you mentioned intermittent fasting. So I'd love if we could actually like touch on that a little bit and touch on any other parts of your daily routine that you feel also are just contribute to overall well-being and wellness as far as even or in just skin health as well. But um, that's one of my pet topics right now too. So I'd love if we could touch on that. Oh, sure. So it's just, I'm all about routine. I, you know, I wake up, I have a conversation with someone I love. It's usually my mom. And so that sets the tone mentally for the day. I mean, I, after the morning tonic, I usually have a mask on. I have these. I have a foot reflexology board, which really opens up the. You know, there's so many different uh, receptors on the bottom of our feet, which uh, just open up that that area. I mean, so from uh, hanging upside down to an inversion table to stepping on the foot reflexology board, having a mask on, uh, and just feeling good. Uh, it's just you know I, I usually set my intentions for the day. I have a little uh, you know silence and solitude to myself where. I'll just get my mind right. It's it's my little meditation where I I, I just you know you, you get on top of a routine that you stay consistent with. You're able to pretty much predict how you're gonna feel and going into going into your day. So staying on top of that, I will uh, you know I, I combine it with a little bulletproof coffee after uh, everything is done with my morning tonic and my mask is all washed off. But I usually don't eat until 2 p.m. And so say if I have dinner at 8 p.m. the night before, I'm working on a 16, no, 18-hour fast. 16 to 18-hour fast is my sweet spot. Now, it's it works for some people. 
Um, I don't know how it's worked for you. I mean, I, that's where I operate best, but sometimes, you know, you have to listen to your body where if you need to mineralize and you need, you know, I really feel like good saturated fats are, are essential for optimal, you know, cognitive function. And, you know, we have to be on point all day with certain phone calls and podcasts and just being, you know, running a business, you have to be clicking on all cylinders. But so staying really, uh, satiated with good fats, minerals, and, and really nutrient dense, uh, herbs and, and, and superfoods like spirulina, like the schizandra and the gynostemma and the hoshiwu and the amino acid blends that I do. And, it, and Himalayan salt has been also uh, very good. I mean, it's pretty much just a, a full spectrum uh, mineral right there in its own right. So I would, I, that's what I do until about 2 p.m. And then I have a really dense meal of, uh, say, it's usually uh, sweet potato, broccoli. I love beets, I love grass fed lamb grass-fed butter. I mean, these are staples that I, you know, I mix and match, uh, throughout the day, but those are my, those are my usual go-to staying with really good, uh, plants, say arugula is another big one. Um, beet greens. I would recommend that we don't talk, you don't t toss the greens. Those are actually extremely nutrient dense as well. Um, just sauteing those up and grass-fed butter, say cayenne, a little garlic. It's, uh, tastes great. And then, you know, just get a little steamer there. You could steam that up while you're cooking your, your lamb or whatever it is, and then just um, just keeping the system satiated with the vital nutrients and minerals that you need to perform throughout the day. But fats, yeah, fats have been huge. Staying hydrated, Gerol Steiner water, really good mineral water. Um, just with you know, an attention to staying away from uh, chemicals and, and harsh toxins. I mean, we absorb. I live out in Los Angeles where there's harsh environmental pollutants around me, surrounding me daily. So I need to make sure that I'm constantly staying on top of my detox protocol. Infrared saunas have been huge. Um, exercise, but being able to, to get blood flow from head to toe daily. Now, I mean, not like a full killer workout. I want to do something like Joe Rogan made a really good point. You want to do something that, I mean, exercise is essential. I exercise, exercise daily is uh, essential for just, you know, keeping that circulation going and keeping that movement going, really raising endorphins from the inside. Um, getting that dopamine flow from exercise is, is vital for not only uh, physical health, but mental health as well. Yeah, great. Um, and I, so I'd love to actually ask you a question that you probably haven't been asked very much before, but you mentioned talking to your mom every day. So I have a personal question, if you don't mind me asking it, which is, First of all, for all the moms listening, what are some of the things that you think your mom did that helps you still have such a great relationship with her as an adult? Because that's certainly something I've thought of. Um, you know, I want to make sure I have good relationships with my kids, even when they're grown. Um, and the second part of that question would be also, were there things that your parents or your mom did when you were growing up that you feel like helped you to become an effective entrepreneur? Because that's also a big focus for us and how we're raising our kids. So I'm curious if anything from your life stands out. Oh, that's a great question. And it is the first time I've been asked that. Thank you. I, yeah, she, she's just been an extreme, my, both my parents have been extremely supportful, uh, um, supporting of my just athletic career, which has led into, uh, where I am right now. Just even, you know, they picked the two hardest things with baseball and then, and then the entertainment industry to, to start off a career, but they were, you know, supporting of that and very appreciative of that. And I, I would say, the biggest thing to, and I actually just thought about this recently, is having a list of chores on the weekend. You know, you got to get this, you know, just being able, you have to, you have to put in the work and stay in, uh, you know, and then you can get a certain, whether it's allowance, you have to earn your, you know, you have to do your job on the weekend, whether it's chores around the house, or, you know, cleaning up the backyard, 
uh, cleaning up after my dog, cleaning my rooms, cleaning my room, uh, certain chores around the house that I needed to do in order to get an allowance. That hasn't left me. I think that that sense of putting in work and building that work ethic and, you know, building that diligent work ethic um, from an early age. I mean, I think we started when we were like five or six and, you know, we, we resented it at the time, but that discipline though is, is definitely, has not left. So that is huge. I would say get your kids active and, and the importance of earning money at an early age has been huge. Um, you know, that led right into my first job at uh, Baskin Robbins, uh, the ice cream shop. And I just, you had to have a job. I had to have a job. I had to earn money. If I wanted to go do something, I had to earn it. I had to get a job and, and work for it, which, you know, that's, that completely um, makes sense to me now. At the time, I, I couldn't figure it out, but uh, it's, I'm so glad they, they enforced that. And, and that's, that's good. So that, that's one thing. Now, and then also, just hearing her voice in the morning. I mean, it's calming. I mean, that's, that's my mother right there. And, um, it's something that, uh, it, it completely sets the tone. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that it's, it's absolutely, uh, part of my routine and whether it's her, my sisters, just, just family, love, compassion, connecting community, it's everything. And, and, and part of, living a healthy lifestyle. They, they say, I, I just met with, I'm doing a human law. Lo- uh, I did a piece for the human longevity project, which is a documentary uh, that should be out here. I think in May or June by a gentleman named Jason Prawl. And, and he, he would go and visit these areas where centenarians are plentiful, like all around the planet. And, and he would talk to them and they needed uh, collectively. They all agree what they found that, that everybody needed a sense of purpose. They needed to stay active and they needed community. So they, they needed some type of connection. And that, and I love to have that, you know, I live alone and I don't have a wife yet. I don't have a family right now. So, I mean, I have to rely on my, my, my blood and my, my friends to, to kind of, you know, keep my mind right. And I can't just do it on my own. And I think it's very important to build that inner core of uh, just, you know, building my, myself as a person. So having that combined with staying active and and definitely having a sense of purpose, which is in my case, my bringing health and well-being, and just helping others. Just being—I mean, I'm completely here, of ser- you know, for service and to serve others. I mean, I'm lucky to be alive, and that—that is—that's uh, a something that drives me daily. But just just getting that that connection, that community, talking to someone that that you love is is so important daily, and and that's just what I do. That's what I've done for a while with with uh, my family, and and that's extremely important. Does that answer your question? Sorry, I kind of rambled there. Yeah, it does. And I love that. I think that's a part that gets forgotten too much in modern society is the importance of community. And in fact, we've had to like work very hard to build one for our family, like with other like-minded families and being close to people. Um, Just because I think if you look at the data, I mean, it really is staggering. That is the single largest reducer of all-cause mortality and the single largest factor in extending longevity. This is not like something that's statistically insignificant. It's drastically significant. So I feel like you're so right. That should probably be a much bigger priority for all of us is nurturing like real-life community, not just Facebook, but like real-life community. And I need to do a better job of that. I mean, I I don't know if I'm sure you can relate at the beginning stages uh, as an entrepreneur, you're, you're just go, go, go. I mean, I don't stop uh, because I, I mean, I really love what I do. So, I mean, I just kind of, uh, sometimes I get huddled up here and just focused on work, work, work. Cause it is my life. And, and I, I love what I do, but it, it's, it's so important though that, I mean, it's just a buzz. It's a feeling of connecting with someone else and, and sitting across from someone and, and sharing a meal or sharing a story. Um, that's, that's something that you can't get, uh, alone. 
And it's, it's vital for just optimal, just health and well-being, but just also getting your mind right and keeping in for, for happiness. And just, that's something that I, I needed when, um, in my recovery for sure. Cause I was down and out and a little dark period myself and, and, um, just staying connected with others and just being extremely appreciative of those relationships has increased over time. And that's something that I, I just can't go without. Yeah. Awesome. And I have to ask you now, since you mentioned baseball, I didn't know that was what your athletic career was. And I always say like, I'm a baseball fan and a blogger in that order. Um, I'm a huge Cincinnati Reds fan, but I'm curious, who do you, who do you play for? Or when did you play baseball? Oh, nice. Okay. Well, yeah, baseball was my life. 22 years. I, I got a, a baseball scholarship to UC Berkeley. I, uh, yeah, started out, yeah, 14, 15 years old. I was a little gangly freshman and I just, I grew into my body and I, I loved, uh, Watching players like I tried to emulate Alex Rodriguez, Vladimir Guerrero, um, you know, it's just just staying on that with that whole idea of, of one day maybe being a, a major league baseball player. But that, you know, just you know, it, it takes a, an immense amount of talent, an immense amount of work. But that that's something that's really helped me um, in my, you know, as an entrepreneur as well. But I yeah, I mean, I, I played at uh, UC Berkeley. I was an outfielder. I finished up as a two-way player, as an outfielder and a pitcher, and graduated from St. Mary's College. Uh, we played in the West Coast Conference. I still have a number of friends still playing. We actually uh, demo products at spring training facilities that we're going to be out. I think we may go to Florida this year, too, but we're, we mostly stay in Arizona just for convenience. But I haven't hit the, the major league teams out in Florida yet, and I still have some friends playing. So maybe I'll go go check them out and, and, and demo in Florida as well, because it, it's important, you know, when you're out in the, in the outfield and you're getting all that sun beaming down on your skin. I mean, a lot of guys, which is really cool because they're, they're so used to supplement clothing companies, suit companies, shoes, you name it, coming in spring training and, and selling them on, uh, you know, on supplements and stuff. And I just go out there. I want to really, you know, hit home on the importance of proper skincare and proper supplementation and proper nutrition uh, where, you know, if you're out and just constantly traveling, can you imagine being in, you know, two to three cities, you know, a week, uh, over the course of a year. So it's really, yeah, that's, that's been, uh, it's been good. Just kind of giving back because, you know, whether guys want to admit it or not, you know, just looking good, feeling good on camera and just feeling your best going in every day. It's something that they do, uh, they do value. And it's, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun for me just kind of staying connected in the game and, and, and working with, uh, with, with players that I used to watch on TV. So that's pretty fun. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's true. They play a rough schedule. I think like 162 games a year, which is insane. So that's awesome that you're working with the, with the baseball players too. Um, and I'm going to have links to everything, all your products in the show notes at wellnessmama.fm. But um, before we wrap up, can you tell people where they can find you in the online world? Absolutely. So I want to offer uh, you and your following a discount. We're just going to do, so we'll just call it wellness. Is that okay? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, so we'll just uh, so yeah, uh, we'll call it uh, wellness. Twenty percent off the entire store. Our website is alituranaturals.com. That's a l i t u r a n a t u r a l s dot com. And it's all me. If you have any questions, I'm happy to answer them. I love love talking health, wellness, nutrition, and skincare. And um, but yeah, I'm also on social media at alituranaturals on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And yeah, I mean, it, this is, uh, it's what I eat, breathe and sleep. I, I have to, I, I'm curious what, what made you uh, become a, a Reds fan? Uh, cause, cause you're, are you from Ohio? 
No, um, but I've learned when you marry a man, you marry his sports. I actually grew up as an Astros fan. My uncle's still their statistician. So baseball's in my blood. I went to more games before I was born than probably most people do in their life. But um, when we got married, for the sake of marital unity, I uh, became a Reds fan. So and so the Astros are still my secondary team. But um, yeah, we're big Cincinnati fans. Very cool. Well, the Astros had a heck of a year last year, and I think they're going to repeat this year. So uh, it should be. It should be interesting, but yeah, baseball is, uh, it's really, it's, it's one of those things it's, re- you know, you have to stay, keep the highs low and the lows high, so to speak. It's a very long season and just staying on top of that, uh, that, that discipline, that rigorous schedule. It's, it's tough, but it's, it builds resilience, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can only imagine, but yeah, probably great training for a life of an entrepreneur. Um, but thank you so much for your time today. This has been so fun. I'm so glad we got to chat and, um, you left your contact info out to our naturals and people can use that discount code and ask you questions, which is super generous. So thank you so much for being here. No, Katie, it was really an honor to be on this. This is something, you know, I, I, I shot it out, let's see, about six months ago, just like, you know, you write down the, the people, the podcast that you would love to work with and, and kind of be on. And, and I, I'm telling you the truth, you were number one. So this is pretty cool to, uh, to be doing this. So thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. And thanks to all of you for listening. And I will see you next time on the Healthy Moms Podcast. If you're enjoying these interviews, would you please take two minutes to leave a rating or review on iTunes for me? Doing this helps more people to find the podcast, which means even more moms and families can benefit from the information. I really appreciate your time. And thanks as always for listening.